0: there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I hope that you all have had a wonderful weekend. I'm recording this right before I leave for a little getaway in Tennessee. So I'm looking forward to that, to some downtime with the fam, and I fully intend to start decorating for Christmas as soon as I finish recording. Anybody else? We haven't had much of a fall here in Kentucky. We went straight from summer to what feels like winter. And so since it's cold and dark at 5 o'clock now, I'm just going for it. I'm just going all in. The lights are already up, and I'll be decorating soon. But I know you didn't tune in to hear me talk about the holidays and the weather, so let's shift gears and talk about finding and making meaning in life without losing each other. Now, this comes from the top of Gottman's Sound Marital House, where he talks about creating shared meaning in life and in marriage. But as I've done with most of this series, I'm putting my own spin on each of these topics. So this will be a two-part episode. In part one, we're going to explore what it means to find and make meaning in life and what that looks like from a Christian perspective. And in part two, we'll talk about how to do both of those things in marriage without losing each other or moving away from each other. So let's get started. Whether we realize it or not, all of us seek to find depth and meaning in our lives as well as to make meaning out of our lives in this world. We have this innate desire to contribute something meaningful and lasting, to give to the world in such a way that it leaves it better than before, whether through children, our work, art, and that's the making meaning part. But on the flip side of that, we also have this insatiable desire to find something in this world or to discover something within ourselves that leads to our feeling whole or complete or like our lives have purpose, and that's the finding meaning part. So a woman might invest everything she has into motherhood and in doing so, she hopes that role will fulfill her. Or a man might invest everything he has into his research in hopes that he will feel a sense of purpose because of his contributions to science or whatever it is he's studying. But that's where as humans, we tend to go wrong because we think that our efforts to make meaning out of life will somehow help us find the meaning that we're searching for. We strive to achieve a certain sales number or dollar amount. We work to accomplish goals, like getting into better shape. We pursue certain statuses, mom, husband, pastor, therapist, teacher, CEO, all in hopes that those external roles and goals will somehow fulfill our innermost desires. This is evidenced by unspoken thoughts and expectations, such as, once I'm a wife, then my life will have meaning. Or if I could only have a baby, then I will feel complete. Or when I finally arrive at this position in my job, then I will be respected and have the sense of self that I long for. But when these things come to us, when we accomplish our goals or move into new roles, we often find that life feels and that we feel exactly the same as before. Nothing has changed except that we've added a new notch in our belt, so to speak. And we may experience a temporary boost in self-esteem, but self-esteem only serves to pat our ego. It doesn't do anything for our deepest sense of who we are. And so, inevitably, the confidence boost of that achievement wears off because, just like before, we're still missing a deeper sense of worth. And as a Christian, I believe it's because our worthiness is not linked to any external role or goal, but to our being made in the image of God in in him counting us worthy by his grace as saint augustine said so eloquently our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you god but in the meantime as long as our hearts are restless we inevitably make a distorted kind of meaning because we're meaning making creatures therefore if we don't find our meaning in christ alone then we'll find ourselves in pursuit of other things or worshiping other things our marriage our children, our success, our stuff, our leadership, our popularity, even our religion. And none of these things are bad in and of themselves, it's just that we can't expect any of them to save us. What I'm trying to say is, meaning is found in our relationship with God and in our identities in Christ, not in the noble pursuit of whatever, you fill in the blank. And it's only then that true meaning can be made as we seek to glorify God with our lives. And finally, beware of getting this backward. In scripture, we're taught that meaning must be found in Christ before it can really be made. I was just reading in Mark 8, 35 through 37, where Jesus says to the crowd and his disciples, for whoever would save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What can a man give in return for his soul? If it helps you to think about it like that in terms of giving and receiving, then let's go with that for a second. So often, we try to give of ourselves or to contribute something, but not out of a full sense of who we already are, but instead in an effort to receive external feedback about who we are, which, as we've already discussed, never works long-term. And so that's why I say beware of getting this out of order. If you make it your life's goal to be the best husband, wife, mom, dad, employee, CEO, or pastor, and then that role suddenly gets stripped away, what's left? Who are you? Where do you find your sense of self? And where do you find meaning in life? And listen, I can imagine that this is a challenging episode for some of you to hear because you've come to the podcast to make your marriage better, braver, stronger. And now it seems like I'm telling you that your noble pursuits of that are for naught. So just in case there's any confusion or you're new here and feeling that way, what I want you to do is to work on your marriage. Prioritize and value it. And be intentional about the relationships God has blessed you with. But here's the caution. Don't expect your marriage to save you. Don't expect your spouse to fill the empty places in your heart and soul or to complete you. Because the moment you do is the moment you set your spouse and children up, for that matter, to severely disappoint you. And it's never fair or realistic to expect another human being, or anything in this world really, to absorb the weight of your discontentment, of your longing for something more. Only Jesus can bear that burden, lift that burden, and save us from our angst. And the more I think about this, the more true it becomes that our hearts are really restless until they find their rest in him. But here's the thing, and here's where it gets good. Once our hearts do find rest, once we find meaning in and through the one who gave us life and saved us, it's then that we properly understand the role of making meaning in our lives. Because instead of doing things or becoming whoever we think we need to be in order to find fulfillment, We learn to trust that being exactly who we are in Christ is enough and that nothing else will ever free us. I'm learning to trust more deeply as well. And once we find freedom in who God created us to be, we can then make meaning and live purposefully by glorifying God, enjoying him forever, and participating in kingdom work. And that gets me super excited because it gets to the last piece of the mission of Brave Marriage, which is to help couples live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. And so that is where we'll pick up next week. But for today, your action step is this. I want you to think about what in your life have you attempted to find meaning or your sense of self in that as you think about it now, you know won't ever fully give you what you want or crave. Is it a job title, a happy marriage, a family, a ministry? And then I want you to truly think about what you need to do in order to find, or if you've been a Christian for most of your life like me, to rediscover yourself in Christ. Do you need to get back in the Word, back into church, back into prayer, or wrestling through a million things with God? Do you and your spouse need to have a vulnerable conversation? Do you need to call your pastor, a spiritual director, or a friend? Or maybe all you need today is to hear this episode, to go on with your day and forget about it, but return to it when something else in your life causes you to think back to something you heard in this episode. Wherever you are and whatever you need, I trust that you know better than me, and I trust that the Lord is faithful to complete every good work in you that he starts. So my prayer for you this week is that you would let your loved ones off the hook for fulfilling in you what only Christ can, and that you would understand God's heart in a new way today as you listen to these words which we sometimes forget. With God, one day is as good as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a day. God isn't late with his promise, as some measure lateness, but because God so loved the world, that includes you. He's restraining himself on your account, holding back because he doesn't want anyone lost, but instead to live life abundantly through him. He's giving everyone space and time to change. I'll link that prayer in the verses I derived it from in the show notes. And next week, we'll talk about living this out in marriage without losing each other in the process. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile